This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 11th of September. Listen to this, Justin. Mm-hmm. The use of cash in Australia has dropped big time. Okay. But strangely, the amount of cash in circulation has gone up by over $10 billion <laughs> this year. Wow. I guess many of us are just keeping the cash under our mattresses. I know I am. Brett, <laughs> Donald Trump has called The Atlantic a dying magazine. Ooh. Next minute, they've got 20,000 <laughs> new subscribers. I think we need Donny T to call What The Flux a dying <laughs> podcast. Three amazing stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, LVMH, which owns Louis Vuitton and Christian Dior and countless other mm-hmm. brands, is backing out of its $22 billion takeover of Tiffany & Co. Absolutely monstrous stuff here. <laughs> so what is going on? Well, back in November 2019, when the world was a very different place, LVMH announced they were taking over Tiffany & Co. and there was excitement <laughs> in the air. But since then, international trade tensions and COVID mm-hmm. are having a pretty negative True. impact on the luxury industry. The latest is that LVMH doesn't want to buy Tiffany anymore because the deal is being dragged into the middle of a trade dispute between France Ooh. and the Trump administration. Rumors are swelling that Trump actually wants to impose taxes Ooh. on French goods. So what's the key learning here? The breakdown of the merger between LVMH and Tiffany highlights how the coronavirus is reshaping the luxury industry. High-end luxury brands have always relied on big spending tourists mm, from China, have. the yep. US and around the world. These brands have always known that tourists would splurge on handbags and mm. other goods while visiting fashion hotspots yeah, like Paris, yep. yeah, Milan, New, New York. Yorks, yeah. But now that business model is well and truly under threat as countries maintain travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. And travellers are shying away from overseas trips even if they are yeah. allowed to travel. Add to the mixed geopolitical tension between France and the US and this deal is bound to mm-hmm. fail. For our second story, Lululemon has officially morphed from old school retailer to online e-commerce darling as (laughs) online sales take the company to new heights. Really fabulous news here for Lulu. So what is happening, Justin? Even though gyms are closed and there Mm. aren't that many places we can show off our Lululemon gear at the moment, the (laughs) company is still doing pretty well. Despite the pandemic, overall sales increased by 2%, even though in-store sales dropped a lot. Let's talk e-commerce, shall we? We shall. Online sales flew up by over 100 150%. Gotta look good for Zoom yoga (laughs) sessions. I find this interesting. Over 60% of Lulu's total sales came from online. Compared to... Compared to 25% during the same period last year. So what's the key learning here? Lululemon has proven to be incredibly resilient, even throughout the pandemic. But the success throughout the pandemic is all thanks to the work Lululemon did before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Pre-COVID, Lulu had already been preparing for a big shift into e-commerce and voila, (laughs) here we are. So it was well-placed to capitalise when its moment came. And that moment came when we were all stuck at home. Stuck at home working, yogaring, dance cardioing for me, and slobbing around. (laughs) The question in a post-COVID world is, will Lululemon still need its hundreds of physical retail stores? Well, with online sales up and in-store sales down Mm -hmm. over 50%, that, my friend, is a very good question. For our third and final story, the former CEO of Maya has acquired 90% of Colette, the down-and-out handbag (laughs) and jewellery retailer. A very interesting choice here as an investment from the former CEO. So what's happening here? All right, Brett, some background. Colette sells designer-like private label handbags. They also sell jewellery and Mm -hmm. accessories, mainly focused on young Aussies aged 18 to 35. And they actually compete with Maya as well as a few other brands like Mimco and LaVisa. And what's the current situation with Colette? Well, at the moment, Colette has only 35 stores plus a big online presence. And they used to have over 130 stores. So now Maya's former CEO, Bernie, 
Bernie Brooks, mm-hmm. is relaunching Colette as a much smaller and yeah. hopefully more dynamic business. So what's the key learning here? A global economic downturn is a really good time for investors to become opportunistic. We've started to see this happen in the retail space where investors with expertise mm-hmm. invest in companies for cents in the dollar. <laughs> in the hope they can turn it around and make the store great again. Case in point, the former Maya CEO reckons he has some tricks up his suit sleeve mm. that will bring Colette back to life. Yes, you could perceive the timing is slightly off. I.e. retail businesses are struggling and consumers aren't exactly excited about spending money right now. But opportunistic investors know what they're getting themselves mm. into at times like these. Flux family, we are always looking at new ways to improve the podcast. So if you've got some feedback, let us know. Hit us up on Insta at flux.finance or email hello at flux.finance. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Thank you.